fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program. It is a Friday, the greatest day of the entire week, getting you set for the weekend. Now that you're getting off work, hopefully you're heading on home, hopefully, and being able to kick off Another wonderful weekend. This is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier. Welcome in. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Welcome aboard your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a heck of a show lined up for you. I have a confession to make. It is a very deep confession. It is a tough confession. Oh, it's not a tough confession. I'm actually kind of excited to let this out, uh, you know, let the cat out of the box, so to speak. As you know, obviously, with the appropriate timing of the month that it is, the time that it is, the time of year that it is, I think it's time that, you know, I come clean with something and I make an official announcement for those that haven't known or that don't know, or that may not even want to know or care. But I think it's time for me, because everybody's got to be vocal about how they identify as, right? I mean, that's really what this month's all about. It's all about self-identification, holding parades, doing sorts of things. So I have a confession to make. I have an announcement to make, ladies and gentlemen, that with the lieu of what's a celebration that we're celebrating right now, I self-identify as a very proud father. Ah, see, what'd you think I was going to say? Come on, man. Coming into this weekend, first and foremost, happy Father's Day to every father out there. It is a great time of year for us to celebrate the great fathers and the importance of the fatherly figure in the household. Now that we you know, try to promote family values with the mother figure, the father figure, and how important that is to children and their development growing up, I have to say that I never thought that I would be good at fathering, nor that I would even be a father. I didn't even really want children. I have my eight-year-old daughter right now, and she is my life, and it's absolutely amazing to be a father. Even when you're tired and you come home at the end of the day and you don't have a whole lot of opportunity to uh, spend a lot of time with them, just being around them just makes the entire world all a-okay. And that's how I want to start off this program. So today, ladies and gentlemen, in every single day of my life, I self-identify as a very proud papa. And we sat down just a little bit ago uh, to record the program with Ken Braswell. He's the CEO of Fathers Incorporated, uh, fathersincorporated.com, and also the director of the National Responsible Fatherhood Clearinghouse to talk about Father's Day, to talk about the importance of the fatherly figure and how to keep fathers healthy and excited and to continue to fight and do the good deed to take care of their family the right way. We sat down with Ken just a little bit ago, and this is what he had to say. Kenneth, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, it is great to chat with you. Happy Father's Day weekend to you. It, isn't it a tough time? I mean, it's a tough time for parents and for children with kind of the way things are going between economic stresses for the parents and just kind of the changing cultural conversations for the children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and it's always been stressful. I think that, you know, there are a number of things that you just, you know, relate that cause even more anxiousness. Um, and being parents outside of the economic issues, the pandemic, 
um, some of the other things that are going on around the country with respect to our children and the other things that are taking place. And so it's, you're trying to find yourself in the midst of all this. Um, and as a parent myself, and, you know, happy Father's Day to you, you know, both of us have girls, right? And we're trying to kind of figure out, you know, how to be there for them and how to allow them to continue to enjoy being children and not be so concerned about going on, what's going on in the world. But at the same time, as a parent, you're trying to protect them, you know, from these things that are taking place in the world so that they can continue to be children, right? Because we don't want to rob them of that. That's a great point, and it really is a challenge, isn't it, to find that line on what you teach them at a young age, what you don't teach them, because you want them to be prepared as they try to teach things to younger and younger children in society and in the world, but yet you don't want to get rid of their innocence and make them not enjoy and cherish and appreciate their childhood as well. That's a tough position to be in. Right, absolutely. You know, I saw a Instagram post this morning, and it said, don't be so quick to blame children. They were raised by adults that also needed to be healed. Mm. And when I saw that, I was like, whoa, that was really, really you know, deep because, you know, as we are going through these times, as the documentary lays out, you know, we have to be aware of the challenges that we're going through, our own self-help, our own mental health, our own, you know, physical awareness and physical being, right? We have to make sure that as fathers, we're conscious about you know, how we're feeling and how we're navigating life and how we're articulating our feelings to others and not trying to be vulnerable because we're always conscious about being vulnerable as it relates to, you know, who we are as as men in the lives of our children. But at the same time, trying to be compassionate enough and empathetic enough to be able to share how we're feeling about our own challenges as it relates to how we believe we're showing up in the lives of our family. And so all of those factors um, play a role in how we show up as parents each and every day. That's a great point. You had mentioned some of the, I guess, generational trauma of parents that needed to be healed as well and not being able to carry that onto their kids if they haven't healed themselves. Are we seeing a trend of parents that are starting to realize that, starting to recognize that? Maybe some of the younger parents that are out there. I mean, I'm 33, so I guess I'm on that younger scale as well. But have you seen some of the the new generations recognizing that and wanting to heal themselves in order to not trans uh, pass that on to their new generation? I think what's different today that may be a little different from 15, 20 years ago is that while we saw it, we didn't know how to name it. I think now, today, we have a better sense of what it looks like, and we can actually name. We can we can name depression, right, today, because we understand what depression looks like and how the symptoms of depression shows up in our lives. 20, 25, 30, 40 years ago, um, he was just strange, right? He was just quiet. He just was to himself. Um, he didn't really like to be around people. He didn't have much to say. Well, those things now show up as depression, right? And so I think today, while we've always seen it, now we're able to identify it, put a name to it, to be able to recognize it and then do something about it so that others can see it um, and be able to respond to it as well. Um, I think this younger generation, particularly uh, Generation Zers, um, who are more aware, self-aware of themselves, um, much more open to talk about what they're dealing with, particularly younger dads, right? And so one of the, you know, uh, characteristics of Generation Zers, which is now entering like 24, 25 years old, 
there are newer parents coming into the world now, their lives are intimately connected to technology. And so one of the things that we know about these younger parents is that, you know, they're in a world where they're connected to everything that they see on social media and every way that they receive their information through media and every way that they connect and socialize with other people. And because of it, you know, they have a much broader perspective of the world. Um, They have much more information about the things that they're going through. And more importantly, because their space is so much bigger, they get to connect with all kinds of people going through all kinds of things, and they don't feel so alone. Mm -hmm. And I think as parents, one of the things that we have to do is to be able to kind of recognize that our children now are growing up in a brand new world. Um, It's a new norm after the pandemic. And as dads, we have to figure out how to continue to articulate what we're going through and be able to recognize not only our own um, failings and our own successes in our own lives, but be able to connect those to what we um, are here or what we want and aspire to have for our children. Amen to that. I love it. It's Kenneth Braswell, CEO of Fathers Incorporated. You can find them online at fathersincorporated.com. He's also the director of the National Responsible Fatherhood Clearinghouse. Uh, Let's talk about some of those support services or programs or just practices that fathers can take if they are feeling depressed, if they do have some of those mental health issues, if they are uh, completely stressed. Uh, Because I've noticed myself that when I'm stressed and a lot of things are on my mind, I'm not in the moment and in the present with my little one when I get home and she wants to play or wants to read a book or wants to play a video game or watch a show or something. And I'm not getting to enjoy the moment that I should be cherishing because it's only going to last for so long. So what type of practices can we have? What type of programs, if that stuff is distracting us too much, what can we do to make ourselves better better fathers? So there's a couple of things. The first thing I would send you to fatherhood.gov. There are so many resources on our website. Um, for dads to be able to get their hands on tip cards, uh, research other documents and other suggestions on how, you know, they can be better dads in their lives. I would say seek out fatherhood programs in your local area um, to find out what services they provide, whether or not they're not only providing those services and finding jobs and and, and parenting, but also creating spaces um, so that men can come together which then leads me to the third thing, and I think in some aspects maybe even the more important thing, which is find great social circles, right? Find other men in your life and other um, guys in your life that are living the same similar life and circumstances that you're going through, right? And be able to open up and have conversations and being vulnerable with each other so that you have a support system to talk about these things. I surround myself. Uh, with men um, who have children, who are married, who understand the importance of being dads, um, who are not afraid to talk about those things that they're afraid of and those things that they're concerned about. Um, and so taking those moments to be able to do that um, and to be self-aware of who you are so that you can get those things off of your chest so that when you walk into the door of your home and you walk into the life of your children, you're not dealing with that anymore. You've already dealt with that in a conversation in the car on your way home. So by the time you walk in the door, you don't have to address that. You can be in the moment. And so finding those great um, social circles of other people who are like you, who think like you, who can inspire you, um, who could be a role model for where it is you're trying to be as a dad or a man or a family or a husband um, are important things to do. 
I love it. That's uh, some really great points going into Father's Day weekend. Last question before we let you go. we got just about a minute left here as we wrap up. But just to kind of reiterate and reinforce this, uh, with a crazy time that we live in today and so many families that are just divided in so many single-parent homes, how important is the father in the home for both a, a boy and a girl uh, to when they're raising, when they're needing that father figure? How important is that father figure in their life? He is critically important. There is one thing, if you don't remember anything else I said today, that is the most important thing that you always keep in the forefront of your mind as it relates to being involved in the lives of your children, and that is presence. Just be there. You know, just be available. Um, You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know what you need to do at any given moment. Our children don't know that you don't know, right? All they know is that you are either there or not there. And it is always best um, to be there because you can figure it out while you're there, right? And so if you don't take anything else from me this Father's Day, um, I'm going to say to you that your presence in the life of your child is the most critical thing that you're ever going to contribute um, to their well-being. Amen to that. And it's one of the greatest rewards as well, watching them grow and being able to be part of that as well. It's Ken Braswell, CEO of Fathers Incorporated. You can find them online, fathersincorporated.com. Also, fatherhood.gov for the National Responsible Fatherhood Clearinghouse. Ken, I appreciate it very much, my friend. Happy Father's Day to you. We'd love to chat again sometime soon. Same to you, and thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. There it is, Father's Day. Getting all ready for it. Are you ready? What are you doing for your Father's Day? Going camping? Maybe going fishing, maybe barbecuing, maybe going to the range and shooting off some rounds, maybe just spending time with the family. That's what it's all about. Enjoy it. Happy Father's Day to you. We'll take a break. Lots more to get to. We'll get to some political issues when we come back here right around the corner for a Friday on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. 24 minutes past the hour. Welcome back in. Radio TV, live streaming, podcasting. Thanks again to Ken Braswell coming on the program. Again, father, uh, fathersincorporated.com, also fatherhood.gov, and you can find all the great stuff there. Again, with the focus or the beginning of a focus on mental health in the nation, which the Democrats are finally starting to recognize, and yet they don't like to, but yet they have to because that's where the discussion needs to be with school shootings and mass shootings in public venues and self-defense and the discussion of the 2A issues, that mental health is coming up and they can't ignore it any longer. Then you look at suicide rates and you look at depression rates and you look at crime rates and the number of people that are in prisons overwhelmingly are men and it's unfortunate because men get a lot of the grunt i'm not saying that we're the only ones that have any problems obviously not however we hold a lot and no one seems to talk about it the big push was always the hashtag me too movement where the women were the victims and the women are you know the, uh, the the poor and destitute ones and they never have an opportunity and is there a conversation there sure of course there is But we never focus on the men because men just have to deal with it. So if you do have those issues, go and talk. Go have a conversation. Go and do the. Even just get on social media and poke the bear sometimes and ruffle the feathers when it comes to certain issues on social media. Why the hell not? They're starting to allow you to do that, by the way, now. Little by little, people are getting back on the Tweety after Elon Musk is still working to purchase Twitter. And they're in that transition right now. Facebook's trying to loosen things up, maybe a little bit. YouTube hasn't done much. We haven't done much on YouTube because they continue to ban our videos. But uh, Elon Musk, especially after his internal discussion with Twitter, which, by the way, uh, Project Veritas did leak a little bit of that conversation, really proves that Elon Musk isn't about just the show, but it's really about really what he believes in. I think it's essential to have a, a free speech um, and for and to be able to communicate, yeah, just communicate freely if there are multiple, multiple opinions. But you know, and, and just make sure that we're not sort of uh, driving a narrative. In order for uh, people to have trust in Twitter, I think it's extremely important that there be transparency. I think Twitter, in, in terms of like serious issues, can be a lot better in informing, informing people about uh, serious issues. How many times has have, have the media gotten it right? Well, I would say almost never. Not, not never, but almost never. Zing. Can we talk uh, briefly about your political views? Well, my, my, my political views, I think, are... Uh, moderate. I'm in favor of uh, of, of moderate politics, um, but but in, uh, you know, allowing people who have like relatively extreme views to um, you know, to express those views within the bounds of the law. You know, it's, it's it's free speech within within the context of the law. So it's not. I'm not definitely not suggesting that we, you know, um, just flout the law because we'll get we'll get shut down in that case. Um, and, and I think there's also um, this freedom of speech and freedom of reach. So I think people should be allowed to say, you know, pretty outrageous things that are within the bounds of the law, but, but, but then they don't, you know, it doesn't get amplified. It doesn't get 
you know, a, a ton of reach. I know it's a very triggering thing for many on the left side of the aisle because how dare you allow people to say outlandish things. But remember, that's what the interweb was intended for at the very beginning. It was the wild, wild west. You could put up the most absurd things. You could build the most absurd websites. You could say the most absurd things or have a blog that says the most ridiculous conspiracy theories. But you had the right to do so. The interweb is essentially our own uh, brain on the interweb. Whatever's going through your mind, you should have the right to put it on there, like Elon Musk said, uh, within the parameters of legality. If you're saying that you're wanting to murder somebody, you know, it's probably going to get banned by social media, and we should probably look into that and investigate it just a little bit. But things are starting to open up a little bit, which means as conservatives, as Republicans, as free individuals, even on the Democrat side or moderate side or libertarian or independent side, we can now start thinking, hey, we can take a deep breath, and now we can realize that maybe we could have a little bit better free speech and a little bit better reach with our following or with the conversations we'd like to have or even just have a dialogue with somebody on social media and not get banned for it. To me, that's a great Father's Day gift. I'm down with that. I like poking the bear on social media. That's one of my favorite things to do, and then watch them squirm. When we come back, we got a bottom of the hour break. Right around the corner, Judge Andrew Gould, candidate for attorney general in the state of Arizona, will go into election mode here in just a second. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, you are. Halfway through the program. Goes right on by. Fastest hour of radio on, well, radio. Multiple radio stations all over the place. Live streaming, podcasting, TV as well. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Friday going into Father's Day weekend. Hopefully you have something fun planned. Uh, so we talked a little bit about Father's Day for the first half of the program. I want to shift gears a little bit and do some you know, actual substantial talk today as we get into the latest in what's trending and election season. Yeah. What's trending today? As you know, we love talking about elections, talking to candidates all over the place. And now we're going to reach down and talk to our listeners down in the great state of Arizona. We have a lot of podcasts, no radio station down in Arizona yet, but a lot of podcast listeners that have found us. And we love you guys in Arizona. And Arizona is one of those unique, weird states where uh, I'm not I don't quite understand the politics down there, plus all the current events that are going on. So excited to have on the program. He is a former justice of the Arizona Supreme Court, also candidate right now for the Arizona Attorney General's Office. Excited to have on the program Judge Andrew Gould with us here. Judge, how are you, my friend? 
Very good. Thank you for having me on today. Yeah, I am excited to have you on the program. There's lots to talk about, obviously, in the state of Arizona. But first off, you got to talk about the campaign. How's it going so far? Really good. You know, my voice is a little hoarse today because I've been talking so much. <laughs> but uh, our, we're looking good in the polls, and um, we've, uh, we've been all over the state. We're about 19 days in Arizona from uh, early voting. Um, mm. So it's it's here. Elections upon us. But I think we've got a lead and we're going to take this all the way through the primary. I love it. It is. Arizona is one of those great states to where I, I, I don't quite pick out the politics there. And obviously there's the immigration issue that I want to get to here in a second. There was in 2020 with the election issue with uh, the Republican Party itself that's been like kind of wishy-washy at times. There's been some great representatives, some not so great ones. Arizona is just a really unique state overall, I think, when it comes to political issues. You know, there's no question about it. And what what's interesting about Arizona is it's kind of a microcosm of the big issues in the country and what's happening with the Republican Party. And, and it's got a lot of scrutiny now because of those things. So mm-hmm. what what happens in this election in Arizona um, I think in many ways could be a bellwether for the entire country. I would have to agree with that. I really think so. Let's talk about some of the major issues. Obviously, being on the border, immigration is a major issue. Is that when you're traveling around and talking to people on the campaign trail, is that a topic that I'm sure comes up relatively frequently, doesn't it? it it's uh, it's number one in Arizona. You know, uh, I lived in Yuma. I'm from Yuma, so I lived on the border for many years, and uh, I was a prosecutor on the border. And so I've I've seen uh, the issues for years that have been happening. The federal government, Republican and Democrat, really is just not taking care of the border. And then with the Biden administration, they've just kicked it into a new gear of abandoning it. So um, I've thought about solutions and things we can do. A, A lot of people talk about suing the Biden administration to get them to do their job. Um, and that's certainly one thing I'll do. But the problem with that is um, the president has discretion in terms of how he enforces border policy. So yeah. it's hard to get him to do it the way you want him to do it. The other problem with lawsuits is they take forever. So um, I have uh, I've looked at it from a different angle. I have a plan I call a no trespassing zone. And uh, it's on my website uh, if you want to review the whole plan, which is gould4ag.com. But in a nutshell, it's this. Uh, States have authority to enforce their criminal laws on state land and private land. The federal government cannot preempt that. Hmm. We already have sheriffs and local police staging at pinch points in southern Arizona where cartels and caravans come across. I want to beef that up and with support from the AG, have them arrest cartels, illegal aliens, when they trespass on state and private land. We're allowed to then seize the illegal drugs that they're carrying and prosecute them for that. And as as for the people who are associating with the cartels, illegal aliens, we'll arrest them as well. There's a number of, of crimes they commit when they walk through people's yards in the middle of the night and destroy property and crops. Uh, and we're going to offer them a plea to either go to prison or voluntarily deport to Mexico or whatever country they're from. So this is a plan we do with state law, state law enforcement, state prosecutors, and we can do it right now. We don't have to wait for some lawsuit to, to make it through the system. 
I love this. I have said for months now and for years, really, but especially going into this election, that attorney general's offices across the country in every single state are probably one of the most important elections that everybody should be focusing on and paying attention to because you are the legal barrier between the state and the federal government. And with this ongoing tug of war between federalism of what the state's supposed to handle, what the federal government's supposed to handle, that's where it crosses the line right there is with the AG to be able to, as you mentioned, stop with legal cases and lawsuits, but then be able to create and enforce the laws that are going on in the states. And immigration's one of those to where, yeah, the federal government's supposed to be handling foreign policy and citizens and immigrants and traveling back and forth across country lines, but they're not handling it, which really makes the states have to put it back onto themselves. This sounds like a plan to where the states, not just Arizona, but uh, all the border states could start implementing something like this to be able to take matters into their own hands. They can, and they can do it immediately. And the, the virtue of it is state authority, um, and it's something that you can solve a problem with people closer to the problem. And by that, I mean, when I was uh, a, a young county attorney in Yuma, Arizona, uh, myself and the sheriff's deputies did a lot more border security than the people of Arizona will ever know. When you live in the community, when you're close to it, you're going to care about, about it more. And I, I'm a big believer if, if we can put the resources in the border communities with the border sheriffs and the county attorneys and AGs that actually live in those communities, we're not going to have this problem that we encounter with the federal government where they just don't care because they're not facing the problem day in and day out. So local control, state's authority, I think that's the issue of our time. We need to stop relying on the federal government for so many things because they're just not there when we need them. Yeah. Well, I'm into that. They're, everything they touch, they end up turning to not so very efficient programs and they end up ruining the in- industry more than they try to help it. We're talking with Andrew Gould, candidate for attorney general in the state of Arizona. You can find him online, Gould, that's G-O-U-L-D, 4AG.com. Go and check out the website. If you guys start to implement something like this, if other states start to implement like this with New Mexico and Texas and other states, do you think the federal government would kind of be forced to start addressing the issue because then they realize that the power's out of their hands? And I know they don't like that. So do you think this would actually kick them into gear to try and do something as well? I do. I do. And and, and it's uh, as you've mentioned, it's very key that these states link arms. And, and we will. Um, there's a very good uh, attorney general association in the United States. Well, I know many of them. I know the attorney general from Texas. Um, at a minimum, Arizona and Texas, and we, we take up most of that border. We lock down the border with this plan. Um, I don't think New Mexico will be far behind. And even California, you know, we can even see in California on the recall elections, there's just a point of misery or even people that are so-called progressives, they can't take it anymore. And so uh, we can link arms, and then the federal government will have to look at uh, what the states are doing, and we're locking down the border, and uh, and it will have their attention. And, and I do expect them to take action. But I will say this. This plan should remain in place no matter who's in the White House. Yeah. Never again should states be in the situation where we have uh, cartels and thugs controlling our border based on the winds of political change in the White House, Andy. We can't have it ever again. 
Yeah, that is very true. we got just a couple of minutes left here before we have to let you go. But uh, when you talk to individuals on the campaign trail outside of just the general communities, but even on the border, Hispanic communities especially as well, are they on board with this sort of stuff? I mean, we just saw the major election down in Texas in that 34th district with Myra Flores that came out wanting to secure the border as a uh, pro-America first uh, Hispanic that won a district that's been Democrat for over 150 years from what you've seen on the campaign trail in Arizona, is that the mindset of many Hispanic communities as well, wanting to fix this issue? Absolutely. In fact, when I was a Superior Court judge in Yuma, I won re-election three times. Uh, Yuma is a minority-majority county. It's 70% Hispanic. Wow. And it was a 10% Democrat registration advantage. I won every time. Why? Because people... Uh, I don't care what your race is or or, or uh, the color of your skin. People want law and order. They want to be safe. And so uh, border communities, they don't like cartels. They don't like what's happening either. And so I, I always had overwhelming support from the Hispanic community. And I can tell you right now, they want this border locked down as well. They don't like it either. Man, I love it. Uh, That brings hope and encouragement because uh, the Democrats always claim that they own the minority vote for the black vote and the Hispanic vote, and we're starting to see otherwise, and I think they're starting to shake in their boots. I love the state of Arizona. You guys have some of the strongest gun laws and 2A laws as well, which I absolutely love being a member of the Kansas State Rifle Association up here where I'm based out of with my flagship and all the NRA movement that we're seeing nationwide. You guys have it rocking with some of those laws, and I applaud what you guys have done. It's Andrew Gould, G-O-U-L-D-4-A-G.com is the website. Go and check him out. Candidate for Attorney General in the state of Arizona. Andrew, uh, good luck on the campaign trail, my friend. I appreciate you so much coming on the show. we got got to get you back on again real soon. I would love to anytime. Thank hey, you for having me today. Absolutely. Yeah, appreciate that very much. Again, that's Andrew Gould, G-O-U-L-D. F-O-R-A-G.com. Go and check out the website. We appreciate him very, very much. That brings hope. People getting excited. You feeling the energy for their election season? I know I am. We're going to see a red wave take over this nation. It's going to be fun to watch. Got to take a break. We'll wrap up the program when we come back here on a Friday, Father's Day weekend here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last couple of minutes here. Wrap it up for a Friday going into Father's Day weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there rocking it. Hopefully you have some time to do whatever makes you happy. Whether it's just spending time with the family, barbecuing, camping, fishing, playing video games. I don't know. I don't know how many dads still play video games out there. I would like to if I actually got a chance to do so, but never actually get a chance. I get maybe like an hour every couple of weeks or something. Who knows? But nonetheless, whatever makes you happy, happy Father's Day. Go out and do it and just celebrate and enjoy it a little bit. Thanks again to Andrew Gould coming on the program. Judge, former uh, Supreme Court Justice for the state of Arizona, candidate for Attorney General in the state of Arizona as well. Again, I love this. I, I need to get to Arizona. I have yet to go out there. I love it. We have a lot of listeners out there through the podcast downloads. So hopefully uh, that was an informative conversation with you going into that election season. He had told me, I think off the air, I don't think it was on the air, he said off the air that we're going into the last two weeks or so, week and a half before early voting starts in Arizona, and how important is that? And I love his plan. I love his plan of taking the state into action and actually trying to stop the madness with the cartels, with the illegal flooding over. We have one of the largest caravans of illegal immigrants coming up to the border here on its way right now. What are we doing about it? And with the federal government just like, catch and release, and we don't want to rock the boat we just want to be friendly guess what it's not working even for the hispanic community that's like hey wait a second maybe we should like you know make america first because we came here for a reason and we want to make sure that america thrives and we don't want this massive caravan of ridiculousness coming into the country uh so yeah we need to address something like this because remember there is the separation of power between the federal government and the state governments the federalism and when the federal government does not do the duty that we gave it look you have very specific duties and you fail. We gave you very specific roles, and you can't handle even those. So we have to take matters into our own hands, meaning the state and the attorney general's office is by far the most important office that you can actually uh, have. At one of, one of, you got the state legislature to pass the bills, you got the governorship to set the laws and to sign the laws and to enforce them, and you have the attorney generals of these states that put that line, that barrier, that wall. As Donald Trump said, building that big, beautiful wall. We're going to build that big, beautiful wall between the federal government and the state's governments because the federal government does not abide by its own laws. You are sworn to the Constitution that allow you specific duties and that restrain you from doing other duties, and you just don't get it. 
For example, not just the immigration issue, but also the Second Amendment issue. While we debate these ridiculous laws in the Senate right now with this bill of even moderate Republicans compromising, oh, it's a great bill. Yeah, that's good. This whole red flag law thing and due process. They don't care. What does the Constitution say about guns? Hold on. I'm trying to think. Wait a second. Oh, that's right. It says that the Second Amendment and the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Period. Not a clause under that of, well, with these certain guidelines or elsewhere of, well, we can decide or, well, we can choose who can get it and what you can't get. It doesn't say it. It says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, period, end of story, and they just don't get it. Congressman David Cicilline said that during the hearings with the gun debate uh, on what's happening with the firearms and what they want to do, knowing what the ultimate agenda is for that. This is what he had to say. Imminent danger to themselves and others, such that they might commit mass murder, have a constitutional right to access a firearm, and to deny them that right would, quote, trample on an individual's due process and Second Amendment rights. You know who didn't have due process? You know who didn't have their constitutional right to life respected? The kids at Parkland and Sandy Hook and Uvalde and Buffalo and the list goes on and on. So spare me the about constitutional rights. Would the gentleman not be, No, I will not yield. And I'm not going to yield for my entire five minutes, so don't ask again. <laughs> wow. I don't give a bleep about your Second Amendment rights. I don't give a bleep about your constitutional rights. I don't care about... This is an elected official. This is one someone representing... American citizens in his district saying, I don't give a rip about the Constitution or your constitutionally protected rights. I don't care because someone else had their rights taken away, by the way, by someone who broke the law. We're now going to pass laws that take away the rights of everybody because of individuals that broke the law. And you think that they're all of a sudden going to now follow the law while others can't even in practice the rights that they have that there shouldn't be a laws against them in the first place does that make any sense oh yeah there you go someone that breaks the law now is taking the rights away of other people while they continue to break the laws and they won't follow the laws that you actually put in place so good luck with that buddy but now we know where you stand because the federal government and the progressive democrats they don't give a rip about your rights or how you live your life or the freedoms that you are supposed to enjoy in this great country which is why we're seeing the red wave and Democrat seats flipping. Got to take a break. I guess that's it for us today. Podcast up in a bit. Back at it on Monday. Until then, everybody be your own voice of reason. Happy Father's Day. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.